every freaking second of the day, I'm going to do it. Everybody wants to be mother freaking wealthy. Are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to change? How uncomfortable are you willing to get? How willing are you going to be to allow me to help you? This is a marathon, not a sprint. You give up your right to be average and ordinary. You gotta show up earlier, you gotta be here later, you gotta hit harder, be more productive, be more focused. If you don't see it that way, you will fail at it. You guys have been the pillar and the backbone of Planet First Life now for quite some time. Keep growing. Good morning, everyone. Andrew Taylor here. I'm here with Sean Mike for the Saturday Q&A. How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Should we, uh, should we tell them about Factory Fresh's studio that they can't really see, but we're How, we're how much of it can they see? I think they can just see us. Can you hear me? I can't hear myself. Is that just normal? You can hear me fine, Factory, right? Yeah, you can't hear yourself. Uh, Turn can that hear knob you. up. Cranked it up now. How, oh, there we go. I got, this is so new. Dude, they can't see it. Well, let me let me explain it because it's the first time I get to see it. It's the baddest ass podcast I've ever seen in my life. Matter of fact, some of these huge podcasts that people like watch, and I'm happy they're watching with all these people. They don't have nothing on this. This is unfreaking believable. Dude, you see all the detail like this? No, well, his factory fresh is a nut, though. The most impressive thing is he has a bunk bed next door, like he sleeps here. That still, to me, is the most impressive part. Well, it, I mean, I think sometimes he actually does sleep. Here. No, I, that's my point. He does sleep here. Yeah, he's a knot. This is on this table is gorgeous too, by the way. So, I'm excited, dude. Let's let it rip. <laughs> All right. What so, happened? Do we not have the music anymore? Did we quit doing that factory? I, I we just did, did it. it. You did. I, oh, I had my sound oh, down. Yeah, yeah. Just, can you yeah. can you do it again? Oh, and pound my chest. Yeah, that's weird. I'm sorry. You already just. Yeah, play the music, dude. I can't start it without it. Yeah, I, I had my sound off. Like, it's. Yeah, I was wondering what yeah, was going no on. No way, I wouldn't do that. I was like, what the heck? All yeah, right, you got to do that start. So the first question, we have a bunch of really cool questions Good. Um, that someone put in. And the first one is, can you elaborate on what having a burning desire to win means to you? Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because I was talking to a, a guy the other day about what, what drives him, you know, and, uh, you know, First of all, Andrew, you have to define what winning is for you, right? So for me, when we got when we opened the company and you know you were here, the winning wasn't how much money could I make. And dude, I'm pleased. I'm not opposed to dude, I'm a capitalist. I want people to make money. I'm all about it. My burning desire was to offer an opportunity that wasn't out there, which we did, to disrupt the market, which we did, and to put people in a better position than they were previously, whether they had a license or not, didn't have a license. And when you have that desire to win in that capacity, you're always burning to win because there's never, there's never a finish line, which is good. You know, like people are like, well, you know, what are you going to do? You work your whole life. And it's like, dude, there, look at some of these buildings that were built all over the world. I mean, they're like four generations of people that built them. They died. They like lived 60, 70 years. They worked in the building. They died. They, they like, dude, at the end of the day, what is driving you to do what you want to do? Burning desire for me means you do it when you want to or when you don't want to, right? That's, that's kind of the deal. I was telling the story the other day about his company. Guy was telling me this. He was you know, going on and on about it, about the, the greatest um, disinfectant that, the, the, you know what company sold the most disinfectant allegedly through COVID, what I've read? If I were to guess. Yeah, guess. 
uh, I don't know. Like kitchen dis- I thought Lysol. Yeah. I was like, what? I would guess like Lysol or something. But it's 409. And then I was like, why? And the guy's like, because they get rid of 99.9% of germs. And I don't know what Lysol says. Maybe, I don't know. But he's what a good. Yeah, but he was telling me the story of how long it took. And the reason that, you know, whether, you know why it's called 409? Because it took him 409 tries through continuing to re-engineer the, the chemicals to get it there. But they never, they had stupid names for it, different names for it. In the 408, they were done, get ready to go to 409. And it finally came back with all their research and their studies saying, we, we now eliminate 99.9. And you can say this, like you can prove it. And one of the guys like, why don't we call it 409? They had a burning desire to get to 100%. Like it's 99.9%, but that was their burning desire. I'm sure they wanted to make money, but they took this thing on like, dude, I want to get here. That's how we, that's how I've been. Like my burning desire, and you have to figure out what that is. I always call it your North Star. What's your North Star? Like what's your burning desire? Your burning desire right now, Andrew, is to make sure that Atlas and AC have a better life. That's what it is. You can say whatever you want. I don't have to interrogate you. I know that's what it is. So at the end of the day, all that burning desire is, is when you don't want to do it. And there's so many stupid little things. Somebody said to me the other day, I read a book and they say that when you don't want to do something, like get out of bed, count to five and jump out of bed. Like do whatever works for you. But there's, if you have a burning desire, that means when you don't want to do it, you do it. When it's going bad, you understand how many times those guys could have quit. 409 shots, to, like, and it wasn't 409 shots in, like, in two weeks. It was yeah. re-engineering the entire thing, failing, falling on their face, getting 52%, 54%. Probably a lot of people tell them to stop. You're never going to get the 99%. And then during COVID, what did people, they were terrified of germs. They went to the label because, like, it's not the greatest name in the world. And they looked at it and said, 99.9%, I want that. I'm afraid for my health. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll see different agents in here, and sometimes it'll be somebody, it's just kind of like, I'm going to do a few dials and I'm going to get some lunch and then I'm going to, it doesn't, they don't have that same like urgency that I had when I first started, which when I first started, it was like, here's a bunch of leads and they were all, all over the place. And I, and I just had this desire to not work at the grocery stores. Mm Mm-hmm where I was like, dude, I'm going to resolve all these. I'm going to knock on them. I'm going to go to Compton. I'm going to go to Inglewood. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do all these things. Do you think someone who doesn't have that, do you think they can get that? I think they can. People change. I, I'm not a big fan of, well, they're not there now. It's not, dude, or whatever is whatever God didn't put in them, you can't. I'm like, I don't know if I believe that, dude. I, I, I've watched a lot of people change. What I do know is if that's not in you right now, for the love of God, get a job. The thing that's the hardest for me is watching people sleepwalk through their independent entrepreneurial journey, and then nobody grabs them and says, hey, Andrew, get a job. Because the reason they become an entrepreneur the majority of the time or independent is they want freedom of time, and they want to make more money they can make at the job. They want those two things, and they don't have any fear of loss. And I'm like, dude, I'm telling you you're going to have to quit and get your job. Like, you don't even work here. So when I see people that are like, you know, it's like the movie The Hanger, whatever part that is, and the guy's like, you know, explaining when he's getting married. The dad says, he's like, Drew's, uh, um, Stu's like choke. I think that's what he called it. And he's like, it's like oatmeal we feed to old people and babies. Like, he's just there. And, like, that's the biggest insult you could probably get, right? But it's like, at the end of the day, you don't have to be perfect, but you can't just be just there. Like, if that's where you are as an independent contractor, you hear me, get a job. I also had a burning desire to be honest with people about that. If they also, if you are consumed with your problems and not solutions, you have to get a job. See, as an employee, you can be problem focused, you can have a job for 40 years. 
You can work there Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. And you can literally bitch, moan, and complain the entire time. And they're going to give you a paycheck within reason. Like, you can be problem-focused for 40 years and leave. But as an independent contractor, you can't. Because when you're at your job, dude, you don't really – you just work your job. You build the podcast studio or you bag the groceries or you, you deliver the food. Whatever it is you're doing, you can be in a terrible mood and do it. It doesn't matter your attitude. It really doesn't, as long as you don't like cuss out the clients and the customers. Yeah, you can but just as check, an, you don't have to be all there. But as an independent contractor, there. you can't. Yeah, you. It's not even, and it's being there and being all there. But most people that I've run into, unfortunately, more than half, they're problem focused. They want to tell you about the problems in the world, and I don't. I'm kind of like, dude, I got it. I think it's messed up. But what do you want me to do about it? Like, I don't get spun up about things I can't control. I've never argued about the price of gas. I, I, I get it. I understand what's happening. That's what it cost. I'm not going to dig my own freaking hole, get my own oil. I, I don't have my own gas. Like, dude, what do you want me to do about it? So I, I think as an independent contractor, it's hard to have that burning desire, Andrew, when you're at, when you're, when you're, when you're not solution focused, it's yeah. impossible. Yeah, that's, that's good. Okay. Um, let's see here. What do you mean when you say, you may not need the meeting, but the meeting needs you. So when we do these meetings, and it's like anything else, right? It's like it could be it could be something you're doing when you're trying to get better at something. You know, when when they say, when I say that, I heard that about 15 years ago. And I thought to myself, and I actually asked the guy, so what do you mean by that? And he said, you're selling a lot. And I said, yes. He said, are you making money selling? I said, yes. He goes, you don't see that you need the meeting yet because you're not recruiting. You need to be helping. But the meeting needs you. I need people that are doing well to come in and be part of the meeting so other people that are transitioning out of their careers can talk to somebody that's doing well. And I was like, okay. And he's like, that would help people. Do you want to help people? And I was like, of course I do. He actually tricked me into building a business because he got me to come to the meetings. And then I started really liking talking to people that were there. And then after like three months, he's like, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. He says, why do you want to work so hard building everybody else's business? Why don't you build your own? And I was like, I don't know. He goes, you seem to enjoy talking to people. You train. They ask you questions about production. You like talking about them. You're, the, you're like, yeah, call me. Let me know if you're in an appointment. Like leads. You do all that. Why won't you do it for yourself? So, Andrew, the, the meeting, you, know, you need the meeting. The meeting needs you. I think it's really probably both all the time. But I also know this is a lonely business. And, you know, we have Zoom, we have all those other things, and I get it. But at the end of the day, it's one of those things when there is a meeting, and we don't, we're not over, we're not a company that has like 15 meetings a week. I mean, but when there is something you can attend, and hey, it might be annual convention. Mm-hmm. It might just be you go, hey, man, listen, I'm working. You know, they're, they're doing BOMs. I'd like you to go to the business opportunity meeting. I'd like you to recruit people. I'd like you to be there. I'd like you to be present. I think that's those are all great stories, and that's where we find awesome people. But even if it's that, like February, that meeting does need you, and I think you need it. I need it, and I think the meeting needs you. <laughs> yeah, something someone said to me is they were like, hey, I." they were like, you should be the agent. You should be the agent or the manager that you needed when you started. That's a good way to look at it. And yeah. I was like, I've gone through phases of not being that, mm-hmm. being that, not being that. But dude, it's like these people are coming in and they're looking for guidance to change their life. Mm-hmm. 100%. And even if you've heard it, it's still good to go there with them and encourage people to go and learn and be a part of it. I think you don't realize how 
First of all, dude, the majority of people walk in that meeting, they're just hoping that it's real. Yeah. They're not in great financial positions or they wouldn't be at the meeting, right? They wouldn't be. And at the end of the day, what you have to remember is in 08, when I got my license, I was hoping this guy, Jim, was telling the truth about me making money. And Andrew, I don't know, man, but I, I know that when it's all said and done, whatever that is, whenever my time is, whenever your all's time is, and the Lord's, you know, that it's our time, I really hope that I can look back and go, you know what? I may have made a mess at times, but I made a difference. And um, there are people, like, that's the most humbling thing for me. So you say what your burning desire it might be once a week, once a month, might be 19 times a week when I go to a meeting and somebody's like, hey, man, this has changed my family's life. Like, they did the work. I didn't do that, but this has changed my family's life. Or, you know what, man, it was a hard couple of years and then it got better, but, like, you've literally, my family is in, is in a better position today because of this opportunity. Dude, that makes every meeting, flight, you know, everything we spent, litigation, everything I did, every dollar I put in the company, from real estate put into the company, it made it all worthwhile. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Lastly, uh, what should we expect at National Convention and how would you encourage new agents to make sure they know how important it is to go? Well, you should expect the best in training you've ever been part of. And that's true. Best training we've ever provided, right? Yes, we have some phenomenal guest speakers. I'm happy. I'm happy that I love Pastor Matthew. I love Dave Anderson. I love um, the fighter pilot. They call her Fly Girl. I love that. I love um, Alex Rodriguez. Um, David John, um, um, Jocko. I mean, we have a great crew. Okay, coming in. Dude, Jocko uh, alone. Jocko's a stud. I mean, and and and, um, and they're all studs. I'm, I lo- I can't wait to hear from them. Right? You know. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's one of those things where the training you're going to get is going to be so unbelievable. Meaning, you'll go to that event no matter how good or it's going for you or not, and you will leave there empowered to both sell, recruit whatever you want to do, understand your business, understand that like you will leave there with so much fuel for you. And it's a free event. And you also get to get around people. There's going to be 20,000 people. So like, we're really excited about what we're bringing to the table. Now, how do you encourage people to get there? Dude, here's the thing. We don't ask much. We don't, we don't have any fees to attend anything. Um, leads you got to go get, you can buy them wherever you want, put gas in your car, however you want to build your business, build it. But we don't take anything. And the event, and I just say this to be honest with you, the event last year was seven million. The event this year is probably gonna be ten. And and the comp we pay that. And we don't ask for a dollar in return. We are gonna ask people to donate to the Dream Center. We we do think that's important. We're gonna do some cool booths in dreamcenter.org and we're gonna do that. We wanna raise some money for them. They're having a hard time. I mean, they're in LA and it's not there's no government funding for them in any way, shape, or form. So we're gonna ask for that. I mean, if we're gonna spend ten million, could you give them a couple hundred bucks? That'd be nice, you know. Um but there's no cost to get there and there's nobody else in the industry that does what we do. There's nobody else that has a training that we have. You should go, you should bring people, you know, there are people that are thinking about getting the industry, bring them. I don't care. There are people that haven't even thought about getting the industry, bring them. You know, we do the awards ceremony, bring everybody you want, bring, bring your uncles, aunts, cousins, friends. It's plenty big enough, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a big deal too. But I really think that Andrew, we need to be really aggressive about it as it pertains to this will help change your business life. And it will. And missing it is you You can never get back. I could never, through the course of 10 years, put together what happens for two and a half days. I can't. So if you miss it, you miss it. And the reality is whatever you think you have in your life that's going on and or, oh, my God, I got to fly there and I got to stay somewhere that's cost me a couple thousand dollars. 
the greatest thing I did in 09 after I got my license in 08 was go to the event. And the guys, I didn't want to go at first. They were like, go, oh, I'm not going to the event. I'm already selling some life insurance. I'm not worried about it. And they just pitched me on the fact that they could never, ever replicate it. And I got to see people do it. I got to be further validated. I did pick things up. I didn't pick up a thousand things, but there are three or four things every convention I picked up, wrote down, and said, I'm going to do those things. And they changed my business life. I'll learn this year. I'll be like, damn, that's good. I'm going to use that when I try. And I'm, and I'm going to talk to people about listening to that person talk because they really get it. So it's non-negotiable and you can't miss it. Yeah, dude. I um, <laughs> If people don't know Jocko Willink, there's like a really short book they could read mm-hmm. called Discipline Equals Freedom. Mm-hmm. And it, if you just get a little glimpse of that, and I w- the FFL trainers are going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. But, dude, people would pay. People do. Just People do pay. They'd, they'd pay thousands of dollars just to go see him. And we pay a million plus, actually probably close to two, to bring them in, that group. Yeah. And we charge nothing. Yeah. Or you can go on Joe Rogan and you can listen to him on Joe Rogan's podcast. I mean, and these other guys, this is absolutely insane that it's free. Yes, it is. So for me, like unless somebody had some real family emergency or something, Mm -hmm. I'm really not interested in working with them Mm -hmm. if they don't go. Well, part of that is, you know, what I used to say to people all the time is you want me to make this sacrifice, help you out get back to you, you have an email, you need some assistance with something, you want me to do all these things and bend over backwards, yet you can't go to the one event a year? I mean, that's really, Andrew, we don't have a summer event, a spring event. We don't, yeah. it's the one event. Yeah, we have BOMs to help you recruit people, but it's one event a year. Yeah, I had somebody not go and then call me and ask me a question that they trained on for two hours mm-hmm. at the event. And then I was like, do, do they really care or respect me at all. They don't. And it's not that, that dude, here's the problem. They don't respect their own business. Yeah. They want it. That burning desire you talked about or that they want it without the sacrifice. The greatest thing I did for five years was travel around in my car and drive 14, 15 hours to meetings where people weren't and be broke. Cause that was my commitment to want to change my life and change other people's lives. And I knew it would work eventually. Yeah, that's huge. All right, bro. Well, thank you for coming in, everybody. We will be back next Saturday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. We'll see you guys then. And we need you to register for convention. So Factory will drop that in the FFLconvention.com, right, we need Drew? You, we need you registered. FFLconvention.com. Cool. See Thanks, you guys. guys.